Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey there, Cyrus. It's great to see you. Great to see you, Marianne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while. There's been some vacation stuff, mm-hmm. but we are back. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's good to be back. Yeah. Refreshed, ready to go. Yeah. Refreshed mm-hmm. is really good. Way to mm-hmm. go for refreshing. Yes. Getting some sunshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing what's out there. There's yeah. even always more to explore. And it's yeah. nice to be able to take time to go and do a little bit of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were on tubes going through on a river underground in Belize. And we were learning about Mayan traditions at that time when we were on the tubes and finding out that when we were on the tubes that we were going through the Mayan underworld because the Mayans would go through caves and find these underwater rivers and believe that they were in the afterlife and things like that so it was very surreal in a way but it was cool to be in the rainforest and we saw some leaf cutter ants felt like we were in a national geographic documentary for a few minutes so it was yeah it was really neat yeah some of my favorite things to watch on tv are national geographic Mm, documentaries yes (laughs) it's so neat Yeah. yeah oh it's so special that kind of leads into a little mm, bit of what we're going to talk about is to highlight the special in life for relationships to keep your focus and your attention on the appreciation. Mm. When you go away on a vacation and you have this beautiful mm-hmm. experience and you appreciate it and you are around people you love and you mm-hmm. appreciate their smiles and their experience of it mm-hmm. and that just brings out the highlight to get to do something like that but here we are in everyday life mm-hmm. and to bring out that highlight of appreciation mm-hmm. one of the things that we need to talk about as a society and I think is really often missed and I even this is one of those ones I wish went into our curriculum for school teaching about empathy and emotional mm-hmm. strength and healing mm-hmm. would even be for guarding against familiarity mm. and because familiarity breeds contempt is true mm-hmm. and so today's show title is validation and familiarity right such a great topic because this is something that can cause really tragic terrible things in our lives and in our relationships and can cause a lot of heartbreak when we don't realize what we have mm-hmm. and when we don't appreciate what we have in our lives our brains seem to be very good threat detectors and everything that's good everything that is working is something that we stop seeing we're not aware of it anymore so this actually works for a lot of different stimulation in our lives even if you have ringing in your ears if you assess that ringing as not a threat you're likely to begin to habituate to it and not hear it anymore if you see it as a threat if you evaluate ringing in your ears as a threat it may become something that you chronically hear and is very upsetting so how you evaluate things in your life can even affect your senses right so when something's not a threat when it's actually working well when we should be continuing to appreciate it sometimes that's when we stop noticing it anymore and we stop appreciating it because we're just thinking about the bad things thinking about the threats in our lives and we just 
forget about it. And then sometimes when those good things actually do cause a small problem, we turn on them and we get frustrated with them, even though they might be doing wonderfully most of the time. Yeah. And, and building stories mm. about them that happens when you begin a process for example a relationship you begin a relationship and there's an infatuation stage mm. mm -hmm. and you feel great about them and mm -hmm. you're excited yes and you get butterflies beginning infatuation stage of a relationship mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even hear that that mm. is something that doesn't last. Like, mm. they don't realize, like, oh, it fell off. I don't have the feelings anymore. Yes. And so I'm going to move on and mm -hmm. the end of an era because, well, that's because you started stories yeah. and feelings opposing the mm. good ones. Yeah. I like that way of thinking about it. It's kind of that language that we use with yeah. ourselves, the words that we use with ourselves. And we need to understand ourselves in this context if we think oh my goodness I don't have those feelings the same way so that's meaningful about this other person that can be so damaging it's like your feelings have shifted but they're going to shift with other people too changing partners isn't going to change that mm -hmm. and it can be so sad to destroy something because you know the grass is greener or it looks greener and then you get there and then there's problems I experience that in business all the time it feels like when you don't really know how a business works it looks easy when you're not that familiar with it, it looks easy. Things look better from a distance sometimes. And when you learn more about it, you see that everything has those same problems, those same challenges. It's not as easy as it looks. So we can often look at things that are not familiar and idealize them, see only the good things that people are trying to show because people hide their problems. And when we're in our lives and we're with people up close, that's when we see more of these problems that are there. And it can be really biased in how we evaluate things and can really lead people astray. Well, you know anyone long enough. Mm. And the longer you know them, yes. this build of experiences mm -hmm. that you can decide on a regular basis are mm -hmm. negative and that build a list of yes. negative on something that perhaps isn't even happening directly, mm -hmm. but it's the way you're thinking and it's the way you're feeling and it's the way you're interpreting yeah. related to your own feelings is the first thing, title of the show is validation mm -hmm. and familiarity. So the validation part about your feelings that is a step to take at the mm -hmm. beginning. Mm -hmm. So the early part of your experience is your feelings. Mm -hmm. So the first way you assess something and feel negative about it, step one in a way of mm -hmm. what leads to familiarity is your feeling. And so if you are disrupted by a feeling, does the feeling have to be wrong mm -hmm. right away? Mm -hmm. Are you angry or disrupted by the feeling and feel that it's wrong to have it mm, okay and so you're judging yourself right. first right so this is where validation comes in is mm. to validate that you have a feeling right doesn't necessarily make the feeling true no but it's you're aware of it and you're kind of recognizing yes. it yes mm -hmm. so assessing a feeling in that realm causes you to one be more gentle with yourself mm. for the experience right. because as soon as you and this is a principle that I think is related to this as soon as you judge yourself then it's easy now to turn and judge mm. 
outside of yourself right because you don't trust mm -hmm. that part so validating mm -hmm. your emotion in the first place mm. can cause you to not feel so angry and aggravated and negative and slip into that yes. towards another person i agree i think that so often when we have feelings one, we're not aware of them and they affect us without us realizing. You know, you just have this feeling, just feels right to make this big decision. And you're not aware of all the feelings that go behind that and then you're not even aware if they're based on things that are real or not. So I think that's great, you know, becoming aware of it and having it validated is like, this is a real feeling. Mm -hmm. First, you know, this is a feeling, then it's a real feeling. This is something that I'm experiencing and it's having compassion on yourself. Yes. It's like, you know, it's like I can experience this. It doesn't make me a bad person. I don't have to fight against the feeling even necessarily. Just being aware of it. And then there's the question of, do you act on it? And that's yeah. a whole other thing. And normally when you're aware of it and you validate it, it's a lot easier to have control over whether you act on it. So if you are feeling familiar with somebody, it's good to be aware that you're feeling familiar with that person. and. Be aware of those feelings and really sit back and think about that person. Allow that familiar to be there, but then also take a step back and be like, am I really seeing this person yes. and who they really are? Yeah. Is the question about needing to put in boundaries mm. or is it about your own emotions? Not that your feeling isn't real, mm -hmm. but it might not be about a real situation. That's right. So if it's not, then you need to assess that. That's yeah. how you can sit back with that. Yeah, validating the feeling, but not necessarily believing the feeling, yeah. right? It's like it's real, it's there. Yeah. I believe that it's there, but I don't have to believe it. Its voice may not be accurate. Yes. And that's important. Our feelings can be so helpful for us in making decisions and finding out about our environment. And it's so good to be aware of the things in our lives and being like, oh, it's interesting. We use that as therapists. It's like, oh, this person is irritating me in my counseling session. I don't want this counseling. I don't even want to be in this counseling session, right? You can have that feeling. That doesn't necessarily mean that you kick them out of your session and say, I'm not helping you anymore at all. It just means it's like, oh, I wonder, is there something that this person is doing that is causing that problem all over in their lives, making people feel irritated with them? Or are they something that's triggering me from my past? Do they act like somebody in my family or somebody in my friend group or in the past that really irritated me or hurt me badly and now this person's acting like them? So those kinds of things can be wonderful tools yeah. for understanding our own trauma. Also, to understand other people and what they might be going through in their lives, mm -hmm. trying to help them or trying to be aware of our environment. I love the sit back and assess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. experience of your emotions when you're having them about another person mm -hmm. and instead of judging them immediately as the one to have committed the crime mm. yes yeah <laughs> that it could just be in you and an experience that's not related so i feel like this is an important way to say it is let your experiences be your experiences mm. and if the feeling is say neglect or rejection something painful mm -hmm. then see if it's tied to the relationship at all mm. the one that you're looking at with those issues of 
mm-hmm. and saying it's that. Now, if it is, then there's a real life way to say, oh yes, it's because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. had done something, yeah. and now I need to exercise a boundary. But it doesn't right away criminalize them. Mm. For sure, there's lots of times when we need to talk to people in our lives about what's going on and make sure that they're aware. But oftentimes when you go through this process, it does go from an emergency, you know, relationship-ending experience. Usually, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, it goes to a correction experience. And that's wonderful. As we become aware of things, usually that overwhelming feeling will reduce. Mm -hmm. If we were aware of the feelings that somebody else is causing us, it's like, oh, it's because they did this or it's because they did that. I'm aware that that's causing me this feeling. Maybe we just need to correct that rather than just mm-hmm. being like in your anger and being like, I can't do this anymore. Right. Rather than being in that overwhelmed experience of like, I can't do this. You can actually, oh, well, this happens every time this happens. You know, you can kind of dissect yeah. a little bit more, be aware of it. And, yes. and then hopefully it becomes something you can either acknowledge and let pass because you're not making sense in in your response or talk to the person that you're in a relationship with and make them aware and see what they can do Mm -hmm. i can't do this anymore yeah because the list builds up to the top of the kettle blowing yes (laughs) so it's like i can't take Mm. it's been too often it's happened Mm -hmm. too much now my entire senses are like just busting out of this and run for the hills, that dismisses your strength and your Mm -hmm. power. You can address this Mm -hmm. in calmness, Mm -hmm. but that's the energy you have to be aware of. You have to be aware of Mm -hmm. the boiling. Mm -hmm. And if the boiling isn't allowing you calmness to assess, Mm -hmm. take some steps back and make that your decision. Right. You need to make an on-purpose decision to step back and assess. Yeah. And you can do it in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a little trickier. Yes. It's a strength you build. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. You can do it in the moment, but it's very challenging because when our heart rates raise even a little, mm-hmm. we become illogical in our minds. And so it's so hard to stay logical when you've been activated. Sometimes the best thing to do is just wait. I mean... It takes about 20 minutes maybe for your heart rate to come back down and to feel logical again or to feel like, hey, I'm calm. Unfortunately, it usually takes about you know, anywhere between two and three hours on average. So some people are longer, maybe some people are shorter, to actually be able to be logical again. So if you're in an argument with your partner, sometimes the best thing you can do is stop arguing and come back later when you're feeling calmer and sometimes if you do that you don't even have to argue at all you both come back and you're like well that didn't make any sense and then the other partner's like nope didn't make any sense at all sorry Mm -hmm. sorry and we don't even need to talk about it anymore whereas if you had kept arguing it might even be longer than four hours that you're talking about it and really getting into bad places and hurting each other i don't love the idea of people not settling issues or not working through things to some kind of resolution But sometimes the best way to find a resolution is to give each other some time to reset. To to, to have that space to reset. Before we had begun this taping today, you and I were talking about being able to stop and sit in the presence of God Mm. and have this encounter of love and calm and grace Mm. and understanding and stillness and presence and 
a lot of times when you now come into a situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. outside of that blessed stillness and presence of God encounter of love that you can separate yourself into, I really encourage people to find a separate space to do that with God, that it's so powerful. And it can then, in the situation that you're in, bring you the clarity. Mm. You know, I talked about this being something like a practice, like Mm -hmm. you can now have had enough times where you've had his presence to have awareness in the situation that you might not have had if you didn't take time to sit in mm, clarity right. for yeah. you to have outside of the moment so that when you're addressing it again, mm-hmm. if it's an again yep. kind of a situation. I think you're so right. I mean, being able to find that space in yourself to really be able to watch your own emotions and to be in a good place, to be in a spiritual place, to even be in a connected place. Those are things that can really help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people don't want to sit and experience that feeling of being on their own or feeling connected spiritually. They don't want to engage in that process, and it can be so helpful. Yes. It'll bring you into a situation now where you're enlightened for the argument. Like, mm-hmm. it's like now yeah. I can just shut down the argument because there's a gentleness involved like what happens in the spirit is gentle Mm -hmm. and so if you take on that gentleness in your spirit and you now have that to exercise when you're Mm -hmm. in conflict Mm -hmm. it changes the conflict too right it's like oh you don't see the person as harming you Mm -hmm. you don't see you as wanting to harm Mm -hmm. you see love and it's right. different yeah how you engage is different yeah to get yourself into that loving place right mm. i know that even outside of romantic relationships familiarity can really be a problem i mean people will say if you're wanting to climb a corporate ladder you should change jobs every three to five years or something like that and the main reason for that is familiarity people from another company may be more likely to see your value than the company that you've been in. Because of that familiarity, you're familiar there. You're going to look more appealing from a distance for somebody who doesn't know you. So even outside of romantic relationships, to be in a place where you can think about people, think about your relationships from that perspective can be so helpful. It can be so powerful for being able to treat people with that gratitude and honor that they really deserve in your life, that you feel like, oh, they really have been this Mm -hmm. to me, and they have problems, but they also bring all of these wonderful things, this feeling of connection and other things potentially. Uh, So looking at it that way can be really helpful for you. Always stepping into appreciation Mm -hmm. and choosing that on purpose, recognizing that familiarity does breed contempt and you need to guard against it Mm -hmm. and keep yourself from feeling like it's so easy to take somebody for granted realize that that could be happening yeah but it also is something where you watch if you're feeling irritated about a person and you can sort of sense like oh even the smallest little bit of communication becomes a burden Mm -hmm. that it's an awareness that that's happening yeah it can just simply be about familiarity. Right. Yes, I agree. I think that this is something for all of us to think about. And it can happen in other communities too, like in churches, spiritual communities or things like that. For leaders, it can be very difficult to appreciate leaders 
can be very difficult to appreciate other people in your community. And this leads to a lot of people joining different communities and always leaving and looking for something better. And there's times to do that, of course. But a piece of that is because of this, just that feeling like something else must be better and not realizing what's right next to you. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of something Jesus said about what he has against a church, something in Revelation where he said that you have left your first love. Mm -hmm. And just that principle about reminding yourself of the beginning. Mm-hmm. I know that we do that in romantic relationships, but we can do it in all kinds of relationships, like a church relationship with one another, a business, mm-hmm. a friendship, mm-hmm. even your own children, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you go back to the beginning and what excited you mm-hmm. and remind yourself of that. Mm-hmm. But then... It's also not just, oh, that was only there once. Mm. It was only there at the beginning, and now I'm over it. Mm-hmm. It's like to have that beginning reminder can help you to see them again. Right. Oh, I remember what it was like, and now I see you like that now. Oh, you actually gave an act of kindness mm. and highlight the act mm-hmm. and purposely choose to see the thing that caused you to love mm. in the first place at the beginning the early stages and that's a job mm-hmm. that's a church that's yeah. a marriage yeah yeah i love that idea remembering what it was like you know it could be very powerful for us to imagine our relationships with people in different contexts in order to appreciate or take care of people so for example even if you imagine yourself older just picture yourself being 70 80 90 you know think about what your face would look like and how you would walk and what you would wear and just really try to picture that oftentimes by picturing that you'll actually be kinder to yourself and do things that are healthier because you want to take care of that person that person who's going to be you in the future and so it's very powerful for us just to imagine people differently in order to build a relationship with them and so yes imagining you know your partner when they were a child and what it would have been like to have been their friend when they were a child and all the things that they said that they had to go through when they were a child or imagining them when you first met them imagining them when they're older and what it would be like to be with them when they're older all these things can really help you to appreciate them and knock you a little bit out of that familiarity because all those different pictures won't be as familiar wow I love that. And one of the places it takes me is imagining as a child. Maybe you didn't know the person as a child. Imagining them as an elderly person. Mm. And seeing both of those places is in frailty. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so having the experience of seeing people in frailty Mm -hmm. doesn't mean judging them in Mm. weakness Mm. and wimpiness, but Mm -hmm. in humanity Mm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. life. I mean, this is life. This is life. We are all living it and we have frailties. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I actually have experienced that even with my husband, where I've seen him have an injury and he's Mm. doing his physio exercises Mm -hmm. and I see him and he's building his strength and Mm. there is a feeling of compassion 
and sorrow for the fact that he's experienced pain and I see a frailty mm -hmm. and it causes me to feel tender mm. and it's something that we can all do for different reasons mm -hmm. I would invite people to do that as well because you know what else it'll do it'll help you forgive mm -hmm. when you need to because you'll also need to right yeah I agree it can help you to forgive it can help give you some understanding because oftentimes when somebody does that thing that, that you don't like, that's when this really becomes a problem. When you've taken for granted that they're just going to at least be as good as they've been, and then they're not. And we don't really appreciate all those other good things that have happened. Another thing that can happen with this is that you start to imagine yourself with other people. You start to imagine yourself in other situations or with other employees or in other situations that might feel better. Usually when we do that, either in the future or in the past. Like one of the therapies for regret is that you imagine the alternative. I regret making that decision. And you imagine what would have happened if you had made a different decision. Oh, if only I had done this. All of these things would have happened. But when we do that, we usually only imagine the best case scenario for the alternative. We imagine if I was, if I had married that other person, this would have been my life. And we imagine all the good things that you can imagine about that experience. And one of the treatments for that is to go there and actually imagine it, but then imagine some of the things that might go wrong in that situation. Imagine some of the things that happen in life because it's not perfect and realize that every road has challenges. Yes. Every road has difficulties. And so if you're feeling very familiar with your current situation, you're thinking about alternatives, try to think about the things that could go wrong over there. Try to think about the frailties in that situation. And that can be a helpful thing to kind of bring you back to reality. Mm -hmm. Oh, the reality. Mm. <laughs> oh, there's so many aspects of life. I'm just so enjoying this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that we have these. I hope that we've helped people today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things to go away with is to validate unvengefully. Mm. Because that's the other part that we began with when it comes to your emotions is to allow them maybe not believe that they're based in reality mm -hmm. <laughs> like we're talking about but to have them and then get to the other side and be able to forgive a person yes mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think it's so important to be able to get to that other side and to be able to let those things go we've helped you today i encourage you to replay this podcast version of this bridging the gap is available on all platforms and so you can re-listen have a great day mm -hmm. thanks cyrus for sure thank you marianne well that was an honor to get to spend that time with you appreciate you tuning in please check out more of dr cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com you are very welcome to come and join Maplecrest Church Services, 10 a.m. Sunday mornings at the Park Theatre, 698 Osborne Street in Winnipeg. We look forward to seeing you. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose.